this is episode 9, Election Season and How to Behave Biblically. We are citizens of God's kingdom currently living in man's world. We are ambassadors to Babylon. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jason Small. Thanks for listening. Looking forward to having this conversation today. In a recent survey conducted by JS Research Incorporated, found that 43% of correspondents had changed their position on a political issue based on a snarky comment or a clever meme on social media. Can you believe that? Can you actually believe that works? I'm kidding. Of course that doesn't work. If you believe that, I have some oceanfront property for you in the lovely state of Iowa that I would love to sell to you. Of course, that do- people don't change their minds on politics based on snarky comments, clever memes, harsh words. But yet, during this time of year, about two weeks before general election, people always engage with that. How is that? Why is that? Why do people apparently lose their souls during election? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. My goal of this episode is not to share my opinion with you on politics. You don't need that. You don't need another person's political opinion. My goal of the episode is to share some insights and recommendations on how to behave so that you can reflect the spirit of Christ during a time that is extremely contentious. My goal is to teach and encourage you on how to not ruin your Christian witness and influence during this time. I have friends that have completely ruined any chance they'll ever have of speaking in certain others' lives. During the Trump presidency and the COVID years, I had some friends that went completely crazy and shared some things and said some things that were just not loving and not just kind. And one of the consequences of those actions, of those choices, is now certain people will never listen to what they have to say. Don't sacrifice your Christian witness for a snarky political comment. Like I just said, during election season, when normally loving, kind, and gracious people lose their ever-loving minds and become hateful, harsh, and intolerable, here are a couple things I'm going to encourage you to keep in mind. And me. I used to be the worst of this. Ten years ago, I would share mean comments. Anybody that didn't share my political opinion, I would talk down to them, tell them why they were stupid and I was so smart. I've learned over the years. Imagine that, getting older, wiser, spending time in my Bible. It change, changes us. It transforms us. Imagine that. So during election season, here are a couple things I want you to keep in mind. One. Our tongues are restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Yes, your tongue. Yes, mine. As a reminder, here is James 3, verses 3 through 9. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a very small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great force on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. 
It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. Pretty powerful right there. Even now as I read it, even though I've read it a bunch of times, still makes you pause and think and hopefully feel convicted. When you go to badmouth those guys or those people or that candidate, keep this scripture in your mind. Jesus chose to die for them as well. That doesn't make their opinions right. Those people could very well be completely wrong in their thinking and their political opinion could be very well opposed to scripture and the Bible. With that being said, you don't have to use unkind language to remain strong with your faith. If you need an example, adopt the way Jesus interacted with people and sinners. He was always very gentle and very kind, never harsh. The only people Jesus chose to be harsh with were those who claimed to be religious at the time. And in no way am I telling you not to have strong beliefs or convictions. What I am asking you to do is use wisdom, not emotion, and how you portray those beliefs to others. Practicing what James tells us elsewhere, particularly in James 1.19, will also help you if you are someone who struggles during elections and just has the need to always share your opinion. James 1.19 Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. I'm going to share an example from my life where I felt somebody did this to me. It was late summer of 2020, and I just started a new job. As with a lot of jobs at the time, I was required to wear a mask, and I posted a picture on social media of me in two different masks and asked my community which one was better. As In particular, they were two different Ohio State masks. Football season was just getting started after being delayed, and I asked the question which mask was better. Go Buckeyes. That's all I wanted. I think I even made a comment that said, hey, I wasn't worried about your opinion on masks. Since everybody had opinion, and they were all super strong and completely full of common sense, right? Everybody remembers that fun time. I was required to wear a mask, posted a picture. A lady I didn't even know in real life commented a, a harsh comment about masks and blah, 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 blah. This lady had never once commented anything else I'd ever shared. Never a comment on my kids. Never encouragement when we posted things about foster care. Never a comment on the family. Nothing on the scriptures I had shared. Nothing. Not a word. But she decided, hey, I'm going to engage with Jason to share my opinion on masks. And I never even asked anybody's opinion about what they thought of masks. But this lady went out of her way to share her opinion with me on masks. Don't be that person this time of year, or ever really, but particularly right now, don't be that person. First, she never had any type of authority in my life to share her opinion with me. We had no relationship. Like I said before, I honestly don't know how we were connected. Second, on top of not having a relationship with me to start, she also ruined any chance of ever having any type of influence in my life pretty much forever. If you're going to go out of your way to tell me what I should think about masks during that time, do you think I'm going to be super concerned about your opinion on stuff? No. Don't be that person this political season. 
if you are on social media and you see Jane Doe post a comment or a meme or whatever and it just infuriates you and it just, you can't believe how wrong they are and you have the itch, the urge to post something back just as strong as their initial post, I would encourage you, don't do that. Particularly if you don't even have a relationship with this person. And better yet, if you have a relationship with this person, how about you call them and have a conversation? Or go out and get coffee together and have a discussion about their political opinion. Imagine that instead of snarky, clever, shareable memes. What if we started having coffee with people who had different opinions from us? That would be awesome, right? So I would encourage you to do that. If you have to share your opinion, do it privately, not publicly. And make sure you have authority in the person's life. If they're basically a stranger, newsflash for you, you may not know this. They don't care what your opinion. They just don't care. Thing number two to remember during contentious election season is that the authorities in our government are put there by God. Let's look at Romans 13, 1 through 5. Everyone must submit to governing authorities, for all authority comes from God. And those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And they will be punished. For the authorities do not strike fear in people who are doing right, but in those who are doing wrong. Would you like to live without the fear of the authorities? Do what is right, and they will honor you. The authorities are God's servants sent to you for good. But if you are doing wrong, of course you should be afraid. For they have the power to punish you. They are God's servants sent for the very purpose of punishing those who do what is wrong. So you must submit to them, not only to avoid punishment, to also keep a clear conscience. While reading that, I have to admit, this is really hard for me to stomach. When I see the corruption, the evil, and the direct rebellion against God's word within our government leaders, regardless of party, I struggle to see God's fingerprints with those leaders. But... I have to trust the Lord. I have no idea what his plans are. I do know that the gospel explodes in countries where there are deep struggles and violent persecution against Christians. Maybe that is where we are headed, to a place where we can have an incredible revival with this country. Also, Paul's words here never supersede the word of God. The government is asking us to directly violate what the Bible teaches. Our loyalty is always to remain with the word of God. Our allegiance to Jesus must always exceed our allegiance to political party, to the flag, to the country. Yes, if the government authorities are asking us to do things that violate the word of God, we are not to follow that. One last thing, number three thing to remember during the contentious election season, a season of love, kidding. Where do you put your trust? What do you put your trust in? Do you trust in humans, Republicans, Democrats, and governments? Or do you trust the Lord Almighty? I'm going to share Psalm 20 with you. This is the ESV version. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. May he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifice. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. May we shout for joy over your salvation and in, in the name of the Lord our God set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petition. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving might of his right hand. Some trust in chariots 
and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. O Lord, save the king. May he answer us when we call. During election season, keep your eyes and your heart on eternity. I know that can be hard. Our lives can be incredibly challenging, and many times it feels like our government leaders only make it harder for us. But maybe that's the point. Maybe God is trying to teach us to learn to fully rely and trust on God and not any human being. In a podcast I listened to named The Pour Over, they shared this following quote as their quote of the day during an episode they published on October 19th. One of the surest tests of whether we have really brought our Christianity into our political outlook is to watch our manner of discussing a ruler or statesman to whose policy we are opposed. And they attribute that quote to Emily Hermit. All right, this week's call to action, a little longer than I typically do. Don't sacrifice your Christian witness by sharing or speaking clever or degrading memes or snarky comments. If you are tempted to share those, pause, take a deep breath, and ask yourself, what is your motivation to share them? Is it to glorify and share the love of Jesus? Are your political opinions worth the potential eternal souls of other people that God might have lined up for you to share Jesus with in the future? That's a no. Very loud no. Pause. Think of the fruits of the Spirit. Nothing says or suggests to be harsh. Ever. Don't be snarky. Don't be sarcastic. Don't be condescending. Be loving. Be kind. This time of year, that type of behavior sticks out even more. Second call to action. I'm going to give you two scenarios here. Pause and think back to your emotional reactions to these. Scenario one. During the presidential election of 2020... When you had the realization that Joe Biden was going to win, did you feel despair, distraught, anguish, hopelessness? Scenario number two. During the presidential election of 2016, when you had the realization that Donald Trump was going to be the president, did you feel despair, distraught, anguish, hopelessness? If you felt any of those things, if you felt despair, anguish, hopelessness, or anything like that, you need to examine where you put your faith and your trust and ask yourself, why do you put so much faith and trust in the United States government, but not in the Lord Jesus? All right, social media. I would love for you guys to follow me and engage with me on social media. My Twitter is ABS underscore to Babylon. The abbreviation for ambassadors to Babylon. My Facebook is ambassadors to Babylon. Simply ambassadors to Babylon. My email is ambassadors to Babylon at gmail.com. I say again, my email is ambassadors to Babylon at gmail.com. I'll have links to both of my social media accounts in the show notes. Now go be doers of the work.